Listener supported. WNYC Studios. So, Kathy, mm-hmm. we are back in the studio. Yep. We are checking in with some of our favorite stories from the first two seasons of Nancy. And today, we are returning to the story that started it all, Tobin. My piece about me and my mom and how for years and years she struggled to really acknowledge my coming out. Yeah, this piece resonated with so many people. I think because all of us to some extent have had that experience where it just feels like our parents are not hearing or acknowledging what we're trying to tell them. So we've got two parts to today's episode. First, we'll play that original story, and then I'll go back to my parents' house, microphone in hand, to find out what my mom thought about hearing her voice on the radio. Six months later, there's still a lot to process. But first, here's the story. Hello, hello. When I was about five years old, my parents told me we were going on vacation. So I packed up my little blue backpack, walked onto a giant airplane, and we moved from Taipei to Los Angeles. We moved so that my sister and brother and I could have a better education. So, of course, right away, they stuck me in school. And I, knowing no English, promptly failed first grade. But to be fair, I did start in the middle of the year, and, you know, I thought I was on vacation. So, obviously, I've learned English, but I've lost a lot of my Mandarin along the way. My parents speak mostly in Chinese, so our conversations are usually in Chinglish. When I was growing up, my mom would yell at me in Chinese to clean up the living room because something was out of place. And I would scream back in English, I'll do it soon. And it usually was my mom doing the yelling because she did the bulk of the parenting. So her opinion is the one I care about most. And frustratingly, she's the only one who refuses to hear me come out. My name? Chinese name is Emily. Her English name is Emily. She grew up in rural Taiwan, dirt poor. She told me that, like, when she was little, she'd be so happy even just to have, like, a little bit of, like, chicken on the table or something. That's Rosalind. Oh, I'm your sister, older sister. My mom was always working. She helped at the family laundromat, and when she was 16, she went to nursing school because that's what her mom told her to do. She worked as a nurse until she moved to the States when she was 33. She'd probably say she's never met a gay person in her life. That she knew of, at least. Until me. The first time I came out to my mom was after I'd returned from a college semester in Taiwan, relearning Mandarin. I was living in L.A. and in my first relationship with a girl. And even though I felt like my mom wouldn't take kindly to this news, I felt like I needed to try. Maybe it'll be okay, I thought. Maybe she'll understand and I've been scared for no reason. And with my new Mandarin skills, I'll be able to really explain myself. So I wrote my mom a long email, and buried in the middle were four short sentences about having a girlfriend. As soon as I hit send, I felt like I'd planted a bomb. About an hour later, my mom called. She yelled and screamed for me to move home. And through my ugly crying, I remember her saying, I was always afraid of this, and I can't accept it. But I didn't go home. In fact, we basically ignored that that interaction ever happened. Instead, 
my mom and I went back to fighting about everything else. I think you both have very strong personality and very strong cultural beliefs. Like, those ideas are very, very different. So I think you guys clash a lot at the times. When my mom and I fight, she usually ends with, remember that you're Chinese. Remember that you're Chinese. The Chinese value, the tradition of honoring and respecting elderly, the way you speak, the way you think has to be more of a conservative, it's a more conservative uh, tradition, you know. Because she's so conservative, we clashed over everything. Growing up, we clashed because I never wanted to wear dresses or anything pink. We clashed because I wanted to play hockey and take martial arts classes. I wanted her to be proud of me for putting together my IKEA dresser without my dad's help. She shook her head and said, you better learn to let a guy help you or you'll never find a husband. Back then, even though I didn't know I was queer, I knew I was different and I was ashamed of it. So I spent a lot of time in my room watching TV, wishing I were someone else and living in my daydreams. A few years after I came out for the first time, I was living back at home, single, and studying for the bar exam. I felt like I had no control over my life, and every day felt like a never-ending slog. My mom did her best to support me. She left me alone to study, and she made sure I had food and snacks. But even with all that support, I still felt like there was this invisible wall between us. At this point in my life, I was out to everyone I knew and very happy about it. I guess what I didn't expect was that I'd still long for my mom's validation. So, sitting in my room, books and lectures screaming at me, I thought, I need to come out to my mom again. But this time, I came armed. I found a Mandarin flyer from a local gay rights organization. In bold type at the top, it said, awkwardly translated, After your children came out, a guide for parents of gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender children. I started a new email, attached the flyer, and pressed send. I emailed my mom, who was downstairs. About an hour later, I still hadn't heard anything from her, so I went downstairs into the kitchen where my mom was doing the dishes. I asked if she got my email, and she nodded. Then I asked if she wanted to talk, and she said, without looking at me, what do you want me to say? I didn't have an answer for her. I didn't have the words for validate my existence. So I said nothing. And we went back to not talking about it. Which brings us to the third time that I've come out to my mom a couple years later. Hello, hello. We sat down in my sister's room because it's the quietest place in my parents' house. Okay, so this is what I was thinking. We're going to talk about things, and then we're going to use Google Translate for the things that don't make any sense. Ah, Google Translate sometimes. It cannot translate. Very good. Yeah, but the point is, if you understand me. I understand, but you cannot. You guys do not understand me. Really? Because I think that you don't understand me. Ah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, however. So, so we'll try. I wanted to try it this way because my previous attempts at coming out ended so abruptly. First, she yelled at me, 
then she shut me down. But maybe part of the problem was that I'd been approaching it as an announcement rather than a conversation. So this time, we were going to talk. She had the tools she needed to ask whatever she wanted and to say what she wanted. And I could too. So I did. Part of me not liking myself for so long is that I had to keep hiding part of me from you because you refused to talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not completely gay, but I'm mostly gay. Mm-hmm. That's not something you choose to do. It's just something that you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. You have no response. What kind of response do you expect from me? See, that's the same thing you told me last time. Like when I sent information to you in Chinese, I asked if you had any questions. You said no. And what what else do you want me to say? And I just wanna I just wanted to talk about it because it's a big part of my life. And I think Okay. If you insist, I will talk about it. The gay, I know the gay, the, the mean, but um, every parent does show you a normal life. But every parent wants you to have a normal life. It's a normal life, you know, the marriage and okay? kids. This is what I hope for you. Like uh, my parents, this was the expectation from my parents. So I expect the same for my own children. If you really are gay, there's nothing I can do about it. Because this is your choice. I only hope for one thing. Do not discount all men. Yeah, but that's not, that's what I mean when I asked you, do you understand what it means to be gay? Because that's not how it works. This is how I feel. Why did you become this way? Why did you choose this? I don't know. Is it because your family influenced you? Why you why you Why do you think this way? Why? It's not something you choose. You just are. I don't have the capability of falling in love with men. Do you know what that means? Capacity. Capacity. It's not possible for me to fall in love with men. Why? I don't know. It's Did just not possible. Yeah, there's no trying. There's like date. There's dating. That I guess that's trying, but it just you don't feel anything, and because you can't accept me as a whole person, I'm always gonna feel like I'm lacking this this relationship. And I can't tell you everything because, so last month, December, was a really hard month for me. But the things that were upsetting me, I can't tell you because it would make you happy, even though it makes me sad. Why? Because there was a girl that I liked who didn't like me back. And I was really sad for a really long time, but I can't tell you that. Because you would just be happy that this wasn't happening for me. And so December was a really hard time. And why I wasn't home so often. But I couldn't tell you these things. Hmm. I understand. 
，如果你觉得你自己一定要那样做才比较高兴，才会觉得哦、oh, more comfortable， 那你就这样去做。If you feel that you need to act this way to be happy and more comfortable, then go ahead. 如果今天你真的要做这样的决定，做这样的选择 ，If you make this decision or when you meet the right person, I guess I can't do anything about it. Go ahead, I'm gonna do. 但是你要我 totally support 你。But if you want me to totally support you, 我现在不能完全。I can't do that yet. The thing that you should know, though, is that whoever my partner is doesn't change who I am now. 我从来没有认为你有坚决过，只是我们不要谈这些事情。I don't think you've changed. I just don't want to talk about it. But why? 我觉得这是我的错。I think this is my fault. I gave birth to you this way. That's not my fault. Isn't that my fault? It's the normal life. Not like this. A normal life isn't like this. But who says what's normal? My generation, I from the beginning to the end, it's like this. My generation, from start to end, it's like this. My generation, from start to end, it's like this. My generation, from start to end, it's like this. But in my opinion, I expect my children to behave in certain ways, and if they don't. I can't do anything about it. I can't say I reject you because if I do, you'll be unhappy, and I don't want you to be unhappy. You say I care, care. I care. But my care can't affect you. If you ask me if I care, of course I do. But I will let go of my care. I will minimize how much I care. I just want you happy, okay? As long as you are happy. I think that's the only thing that I can ask. I mean, it's not fair to. It's not fair to change somebody's mind immediately. Papa, just this. That's fair. All along, I thought if I could just get my mom to understand me, if I could just be clear. I'd reach her. We would connect, and she would accept me. But I was never going to get that in just one conversation. Recently, my mom left me this voicemail. She said she and my dad tried their best to support me and my siblings, but their understanding of us is limited. She wants me to know that I can call to talk about anything. She may not give me the answer I want, but she'll be there to listen. She told me that as I grew up, she knew I was different. But no matter what I do with my life, she will always be there when I call. And my room will always be there if I need it. Bye bye. After the break, an update with Kathy's mom. Yeah, I tell her about the new tattoo I got on my arm. It went great. Did it though? No, Nancy will be right back. So very recently, I went home to LA and I decided to surprise my mom. Hello. Hello. I'm here to record. By pulling her into 
a broom and having a little follow-up conversation since our first episode. So it's been a few months since my coming out episode, and as you've heard, it was mildly painful. And since then, I've sort of become a professional queer, like a publicly queer person with you, Tobin. Mm -hmm. And I was curious how my mom has taken to my new job. Because, I mean, when I first started this job, she actually thought that I was just doing an internship in New York. But the first thing I wanted to tell her was, don't be upset. Oh, my God. I got a tattoo. Do you want to read it? Be more what? Curious. Curious ninja ma. Afraid. Afraid. Let me translate this for you. And I fired up the old Google Translate to translate the phrase "be more curious than afraid." All right. So she wasn't very impressed. Moving on. Okay. My first question is, do you know what my job is? She says, I think you make a program, a show. Hey! I know, she got it right! That's actually a significant improvement over her thinking you have an internship yes. in New York. Yeah, but then... She follows up by saying, can you do a show about a different topic? Does it have to be about gay things? Oh my god. And she's like, you've learned all these skills and stuff, so you can, like, make a show about anything, right? She's not wrong. Yeah. I'm going to (laughs) say we're not changing the topic anytime soon. Do you want me to work in another, on another podcast? We just want you to be normal. I don't even understand what she said, but I heard the word normal. Yeah, she thinks what I'm doing is a, a topic about things that are not normal. Yeah. And what's normal is very set in her mind. She's worried that being too different means that I will end up maybe associating with the wrong people, and then that will lead to, like, bad things happening to me. So she's curious if I could maybe do a podcast on a different topic, and uh, she's like, it's just a question, just curious. Uh, Okay. And she, like, points to my wrist, and she's like, curious, see? (laughs) Okay. Um, my second question is, did you listen to your episode? She says not much because of the English. Like, you heard the part that you said. How do you feel about it? Well, it's already happened. Maybe a lot of people heard it. What if I told you that we've gotten a lot of feedback on, on that episode and a lot of people, they say that that episode was really helpful for them to hear? Okay, for you and me, because she says, oh, that's great, but to be honest, I'm still not comfortable with it. But because you're my daughter, I think, go ahead, do what makes you happy. It doesn't really matter what I think. But she's concerned because she thinks that me doing this show and sort of presenting the way that I do is sort of like calling out for bad things to happen to me. That's how she feels, which is sort of like 
what an immigrant experience is like. Instead of having the privilege of knowing that you could be in a safe place, you don't know what's out there. So your first reaction is going to be fear. Yeah. So I get I get it, which is why I didn't get immediately upset <laughs> like I used to. I have another question. How do you feel? I'm dating somebody right now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Her first question is, man or woman? I knew it was that. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, man. What, what do you think? She's like, it's probably a woman. It wouldn't be a man. Why do you look so disappointed? And then she follows up with, Asian or not Asian? And then she follows that up with, all right, well, like, just don't move so fast (laughs) this time. You know what? Not wrong, Kathy's mom. (laughs) Not wrong. And then while I was, like, starting to tell her about this girl that I'm dating. I am trying to tell you about somebody right now. Okay, huh? She immediately is like, wait, so are you going to grow out your hair? No, she misses your long hair. She does. And I was like, mom, I'm trying to tell you about this girl I'm dating. She's like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. But she didn't actually answer my question. So I asked her again, how does she feel about the fact that I'm dating a girl right now? I don't care what you feel, but but the fans want to know. No comment. Wait, what is she saying here? She's basically telling me that we're weird for asking her all these questions all the time. Okay, that's it. Thank you. (laughs) Well, so now that you've had this follow-up interaction, how do you feel? I think that... I am shocked and surprised that I didn't get as upset as I used to. And somehow I was able to to see what she was actually talking about, which is just that she is scared of what she doesn't know. Yeah. And she's worried about me. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, in her words from the last time you talked to this time, I don't hear a lot of progress. Mm -hmm. Progress in terms of her being more accepting, being more open-minded. Yeah. Where I do hear some movement is in her ability to joke with you and to (laughs) have, even if it's very deadpan, a little bit of a sense of humor. Just a little bit. There's a glimmer in there of being able to be a little bit looser. And maybe that is where the movement is starting to happen. Oh, Tobin, I am chipping away. I am (laughs) chipping away one at a time. Well, Kathy... If you're wondering how your mom feels about it all, why don't you ask her yourself? Please welcome to the studio. No, I'm just kidding. But for serious, everyone, please welcome. All right, end of episode, credits. Find us on social media. You know how. You're smart. Our staff includes Matt Collette, Jeremy Bloom, Elizabeth D., Jenny Lawton, and Paula Schumann. I'm Tobin Lowe. I'm Kathy Tu. And Nancy is a production of WNYC Studios.